Welcome to The Unfiltered Map. I'm Elizabeth Lewis, and alongside some of my dearest friends, we've created the show so women have a space to have unfiltered, extremely raw, and insanely real conversations. Nothing is off limits here. This space is for moms who want to talk about everything, to dive into conversations we all deeply desire to have, but fear what others may think of us. This is your invitation to pull up a seat in a judgment-free zone and have a little heart-to-heart. Now, let's get unfiltered. This is a Soul Fire production. It's literally impossible to be a woman. These seven words America Ferreira spoke in her monologue from the Barbie movie couldn't be more true. In this episode, we're diving deep into the bullshit we face as women as we validate one another in our constant quest of acceptance as women in society. The struggle each one of us has faced as we navigate being a woman, a friend, a daughter, a partner, and a mother, not to mention the many other titles we hold. Then, Brooke shares how women are the worst when it comes to comments and how we've all played a part in it along the way, whether it stems from jealousy or pride, or wherever it comes from, we're really quick to judge. So if you're ready to dive in and have a candid conversation surrounding the things we face as women, pull up a seat and let's get unfiltered. Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, and this week we are talking about the Barbie movie, specifically the monologue from America Ferreira. Like if you haven't watched it, so three of us have not seen the Barbie movie yet. Brooke is the only person that has actually seen the Barbie movie. Twice. So, twi- okay, twice. So we, <laughs> I didn't know it's twice. I know. I didn't know that either. <laughs> so essentially, Brooke, we, we have been really chatting about topics, things that we see from you, from women in our community, from our friends, from family. And something that we've seen circulate is the topic that we're going to jump into. And if you haven't seen America Ferrer's monologue from this movie specifically, we're going to put it in the show notes so you can click on it, really listen to it and sit with it. Obviously we're going to dive pretty deep into it, but it is epic. It is so freaking good. Like, um, Charmaine said when she was listening to it, she got chills. I also, and like felt super emotional because I do feel like this is what society really is about or what we have been raised as women in society to believe and to feel and the patriarchy. Yeah. And, and there's just so many good points. I'm, I'm over here like, okay, where's the best place to start? But really in this place of, you know, it being literally impossible to be a woman is what she talks about how, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me is you, you should be thin, but not too thin. And it's interesting because this is the interesting thing about body positivity is a lot of people, I know bigger women talk about body positivity as well as skinny women too. I noticed that what is interesting when I hear skinny women talk about it is like society deems thin acceptable. Society is like thin is acceptable. Bigger women. So if you have a, a woman who is thin and she's talking about body positivity, right? Nobody's like, oh my God, you're so fat, girl. I don't know why you think you could be doing this. But if you go to a woman's page that is heavier set that really talks about body positivity, the men that are the men and women that are in those comments is acidine. Like it, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's absolutely mm-hmm. insane. So it was, you know, something in there she said was 
you have to be thin, but not too thin, you know, just like going into this whole list and just to kind of give you, you know, just a little rundown in it. She says, you have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy. You know, like it's, (laughs) you you have to have money. So let's, let's start with the thin part. Okay. So the first thing about the thin part is thin is relatively new. If you look at, have you ever seen Brooke Shields documentary? Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about it from that space, so allegedly when the feminist movement came and I think women went off to work, Hollywood was kind of devoid of women to be able to act in certain things. I think that's how it went. Do not quote me, but I'm going based off the movie. And so this is when young girls started to get introduced into the movie industry. And so that kind of became, in my head, that's how the thin piece came into play, is that you went from your Jean Harlow's, your um, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, God. Your Marilyn mm-hmm. Monroe's, the women who had va 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 boom, like they were really shapely to like a more, oh, what is the word? Adolescent type of figure. Mm. And so, you know, all body types, I don't think, you know, it's whatever society has deemed the hot thing for now. So I don't think in the terms of society that all body types have ever been, because I mean, even when the the more voluptuous body type was accepted, if you were thinner, you couldn't get work back then, you know? So this whole thing of being thin, but not too thin, it's so like, uh, it's like, but nobody, like there is no perfect size, whether you're thinner or whether you're thicker, there is no perfect size. And like you said, the amount of comments that happen to go under the pages of women who are now not part of the social norm of size, is crazy. Even some under the thinner ones, Tammy Roman was saying, um, she has body dysmorphia though, mm. but she was saying that when people say, oh my God, girl, you need to go eat a sandwich. Yeah. Like that's what people put mm-hmm. under the thing. You need to go have a sandwich. You're not a real woman. You, you don't even have a real woman's body. Like the amount of vitriol that we will put on somebody else's Man. physical body to determine whether or not it's healthy or whether it's strong or whether it's good enough is crazy. It is so insane that we put so much energy into the appearance of others, which then turns back into how we mm-hmm. feel about ourselves. Did I make sense? Because that yeah, was just yeah. like this, mm-hmm. this whole body image in Hollywood. It's just this, it's insane rabbit hole of like child pedophilia. And like, it's just this insane rabbit hole when it comes to body image in Hollywood. Well, in your, you're chasing a carrot. It's always going to change. Like yeah. once you achieve yeah. what is right or looks good, then it changes and then you're you're out, right? And people just have commentary all the time. And I think that's what this whole speech is about. It's just everything is contradictory, right? So you get thin and then people tell you to go eat a hamburger. It's like, okay, well, okay. (laughs) I didn't eat those because I'm supposed to be this size, but now that I'm this size, I'm supposed to eat more. It's like, you just can't win. I feel like it might be that like, okay, so a woman is not noticed until she's lost weight. So like people like, Oh my God, it looks like you've lost weight. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the thing is nobody is like, gosh, nobody's saying you look so beautiful. You just the way you are. Right. It's more like, you know, I grew up like this. My mom never said anything. She was always like, did you gain weight? Elizabeth looks like you gained weight. Are you gaining weight? What's going on? Oh yeah. Or she'd be like, you know, when she praised me the most, 
when I lost weight. And she was like, oh my gosh, Elizabeth, you look so good. You're losing weight. And I was like, God, no wonder I'm so fucked up when it comes to Mm -hmm. my weight. And also for me, I carry a lot of it because I had one summer that I wore a bikini and then I got pregnant. I had preeclampsia, toxemia, I have stretch marks and society is not accepting of stretch marks. Like they're not out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so I think it's hard too, when you're, when you have that extra, like that voluptuous, like that body, you know, when everyone was so into like hourglass figures and then that changes. Right. And then you have stretch marks added onto that and all this different stuff that society isn't really accepting. I know there are a lot of women out there that are really trying to change that but it's still there because people aren't talking about it that are the most affected by it because they're scared of what other people are going to say. So it's Mm -hmm. never good enough. Like you're never, your body is never good enough, but we're not walking around with men. First of all, it's fucked up that men get better looking as they age. I think it's really (laughs) messed up. Not all of them. The dad bod is praised, but you have to immediately look like you've never had a child. If you're a woman, what in the world? Or they don't have to shave anything at the pool. Like they can go with hair under their arms, (laughs) every place else. And it's like, I feel bad if I like, so I just wear swimsuits that cover it up. Cause like, I am so not shaving. I'm so done with waxing and shaving. How about this? They grow out a beard and they're like, oh, you're looking like a mountain man. You get ready for winter. We grow it out and they're like, oh, like. Oh my God, go shave your legs. Yeah. Like. There's like so many things and Mm. I want to preface this. We're not bashing men. I just want to say that really quickly. This episode is not geared towards that. It's geared towards how hard it is to be a goddamn woman, how hard it is to be a woman in society today. And what it is, I've been on this earth for 40 years and I have felt every part of that, right? As I age from having children, having a child too young, having stretch marks, gaining weight, losing weight, making a lot of money, working in corporate. Yeah. 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 And like, as men get older, okay. So I'm referencing anyone seen Freddie Prince, like he's looking so good. McSteamy. No, I haven't. McSteamy. How come he is such a sexy fox? Like, how is he looking so damn good? McSteamy or McDreamy? McDreamy, sorry. McDreamy. I was like, McSteamy looks good too, but after seeing him on that one show, like Let it me changed tell you, he looks good. <laughs> Martha Stewart on the cover. Oh, yes. did we talk yes. about that? That was amazing. No, we haven't. Okay, but that gave me. She got a lot of flack for that. She got a lot of shit. For I didn't that. care what? because Auntie mm-hmm. on the cover of Sports Illustrated gave me so much life and hope. And the fact that she did it and was like, fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. I know I'm, I look really good. It's like, if that's grandma and everybody's like, oh, she had plastic surgery. Who, Who cares, cares? No. what she had? And you, yeah. Who cares? I wish we would stop beating each other up for the, our choices to even have elective surgery. It's like, yeah. it's my body. It's well, my choice. People have it because of societal standards. And then you get reamed right. for mm-hmm. having it. It's like, Okay. Right. Like I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Right. I will say I might as well do it. I saw that my first initial, when I saw her on, I was like, you go girl, like you go girl. Mm -hmm. And then I, I read the comments and I was like, why do you even comment? This is what pisses me off so much. It's like, you are not the one on the, you don't have to comment. Yeah. Don't even don't look at it. Just scroll by. Mm -hmm. Like nobody's asking you to comment. I know. Are you really that offended? Like that's offensive to you. Like get over yourself. 
I know. And it's other women yeah, I'm too. I'm so happy that grandma's changing. I know. That grandmas are getting 70, hotter. Grandmas are, I feel like yeah, grandmas yes. are making a comeback and we're like, we're not mm-hmm. settling for looking like old hags and disheveled and we're literally going to look good. And if that, if that is Botox. We're all going to be hot grandmas. And that is yes. filler and that is tubby tucks and butt lifts and booty implants. I don't care. Like it, not that, yeah. not that I'm going out to get booty implants or anything <laughs> like that, but I'm just saying like, why does it matter so much to people? what we choose to do with our body. And I just think it's interesting, the dynamic when it comes to women specifically versus men. Like, I don't know about you. I would never, I don't know if I really seen like judgment and comments for men, like specifically attacking men as they age or like, heaven forbid you have good skincare and people are like, she got Botox. No, if the attack comes on the men, um, it directly goes to attack them on their sexual identity and accusing them of maybe being oh, a yeah. part of the LGBTQIA plus community because they take good care of their skin or something like that. When all reality, yeah. um, they might just be taking good care of their skin. Or if they are a part mm-hmm. of the LGBTQIA plus community, they're getting more slack just because of being a part of the community. Um, so that's usually when I see like the comment trolls come out of the woodwork or things like that. But I think so much more is said about women because my God, ladies, we just we just got some real rights as women, right? Like this is 2013. Barely. barely. But a lot of <laughs> right, barely. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the younger girls don't get they're like, oh, you know, you can it's like, but like I wouldn't stay with, you know, my husband the way like my grandma and my aunts and stuff did. Like that's just, you know, whatever. They couldn't have checking accounts. They couldn't have property. Mm. They couldn't get, you know, the nine to five documentary I was talking about. You had a job, but you were being paid like not even half of what a man would be paid. Mm -hmm. You weren't getting promoted. Um, If you got pregnant, you were getting fired. There was no, I mean, like you're bitching about six weeks now, but they didn't even get six weeks like that. You just got fired, boo. Like, I, I don't think that the younger the younger girls get that part is that all of this shit we have is relatively new all of the shit that we have as women and let's not even begin to talk about if you fall into one of the sub layers of latina african american if you're an lgbtq plus woman like did i get all the initials right kanisha mm-hmm Okay. Yay. Um, (laughs) Let's not even talk about these outliers, single mom, like all of these different outliers and how we've just really like, I think we make 60 cents to a dollar for men. That shit's new, ladies. That shit's real new. That's like 70s new. 70s was around, 70s, early 80s was around the corner. So I think the conversation around women is so hot is because we weren't really supposed to get anything any fucking way. Um, and so I think the more that we can be used to divide ourselves, it takes the focus off of we're really in this together. They're trying to give all of us shit. Mm-hmm. And let's just focus on sticking together and not tearing each other down. But when you have reality shows and shit that are celebrating this behavior. I'm not saying reality shows are bad because I watched it too, but when it celebrates the behavior of women not sticking together, then it just makes it bigger. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I did in my head. No. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay. I mean, I, I think, <laughs> I think 
women are the worst. Like when we come, when it comes to comments, you know, I think it starts there. I think a lot of this monologue, yeah, okay, cool. Stems from the patriarchy too, but I mean, we're, we've all played a part in it, you know, along the way of Mm -hmm. whether it stems from jealousy or pride Mm -hmm. or wherever it comes from, like, we're really quick to judge like, oh, wow, like she lost weight. You know, what is she doing? Like she on Ozempic, like immediately, you know, like it's just, it's something that we have to retrain our own brains on. And so even if you're smart enough not yeah. to say it out loud or at least self-aware enough. Oh, you've thought it. You've mm-hmm. thought it. And you you have to retrain your brain to be like, oof, like where is that coming from? And what is that saying about me? Yeah, precisely. Well, and I think this is, this is the whole comment going back to why it's so important. Like if people take anything away from this episode is first recognizing like how difficult it is to be a woman in society, but also what we can do to stand and, and grow together versus like going against each other. You know, when one of my big things is when I stop to judge someone or have that thought, Brooke, that you just said, what is it internally with me? Cause I could have the same thing. So what Mm -hmm. am I not doing to get to that point? So like if she lost weight, all right, so what am I doing? Am I eating cookie dough batter, brownie mix or whatever the case may be? Like, what am I doing that's stopping me from getting there? And why can't we be happy for that person and their success? You know, I, I forget who I was talking to, but just having that conversation, like it bothers me when women, it takes two seconds to comment. So say when a, a woman posts like something really, something she's really, really proud of and feels really good. It's so hard for women to, to say, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited for you versus she posts. She had a miscarriage, every, a miscarriage, a death in her family going through a divorce. And everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You're going through this, but it's like, we, I feel like why women feel they have to have really hard stories is because they get, they're more seen when their story is hard, they're more witnessed, they're more recognized, they're more viewed. They feel like they belong when they have a story that really hurts or impacts or is negative. And like society feeds off negativity. So what would it look like if we took two seconds to comment? I am so proud of you. I'm so excited for you that you're here, that you made it here. And that's something I really make a point to do yesterday was, you know, I've made my return to Instagram and I was just on there commenting, like, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you versus like getting stuck in that trap of like, why women, you know, if you look at a post that's negative, you know, you know how many more comments people are getting when it's some hard ass shit versus yeah, something that's so profound and amazing in somebody's life. Like, oh my God, she's making a hundred thousand dollars. She did this. She, she made it six figures or she lost, you know, five pounds or she got out of a toxic relationship. I don't know. Like, you know, really exciting stuff. I feel like, you know, or, or here's the thing, you have a good relationship with your husband and you post about that. No one's like, yes, honey. Yes. Like, I'm so proud of you. It's, I think it depends on your, on your circle as well in regards to that. So I know the people on my newsfeed typically will respond to positive stuff. The people who don't, they end up falling by the wayside. Yeah, <laughs> They have fallen by the wayside. Um, and then this goes back to our friendship conversation, right? If you don't have a tribe that will celebrate you, like my best, oh my God, you know that song, Best Friend by Sweet. Yeah, Sweet. she hypes me. 
Yes. Love that song. She heightened every motherfucking time. If you don't have somebody in your corner that is your hype person, that is your flavor flave, then you need to find a different set of friends. Like you have to find a different circle because we kind of get, like you were saying, Elizabeth, we get hooked into the, well, if all people respond to is the negative, then it's so easy to go, well, I just won't post anything good Mm -hmm. or I just won't share anything good. And so then you're never celebrating or or sharing the goodness in your life, just the bad, which only attracts more bad stuff. But kind of back to what Brooke was saying, it's like looking, like you were saying too, looking at myself, when I see another woman in these social media streets and she's achieved something that either I thought I wanted to achieve or... I just think, you know, in my little egoistic brain, like, oh my God, how does she get that? It's not that I want it. It's just that she's got it. It's like, she's got ice cream. I really don't want ice cream, but she's got some. And I want to slap her ice cream out of her hand, not because I want it, but because I don't want her to have any. And so I have to notice when that girl is coming out, like my mean girl, like Charmaine, for real, like, don't say nothing. Like there have been times mm-hmm. where even now I'm about to say something smart ass and I go, wait a minute. First of all, this is not how we want to be remembered. Like my affirmation is whatever encounter I have with others that I show up as the best of myself and leave it in a better situation than when I found it. So I have to replay that and go, this is, yeah, this is not it. But yet yeah, it, it's so easy if you're not checking yourself, like you said, Brooke, to be the mean girl and to just start like ripping people's happiness down, like, you know, matchstick by matchstick and light the whole bitch up. And doing it, but, and also <laughs> doing it from a genuine place, like mm-hmm. being genuinely happy for somebody, yeah. not a condescending bitch. Um, because I know that that is still out there. And I'm not saying, I want to say this, I want to preface this really quick, Kanisha, before you move on is I'm not saying that yeah. it, it happens all the time. I'm saying that I, it's what I witnessed. I could look at my newsfeed and see when someone posts something sad, how quick people are to jump onto that or something like lower vibration, right? Versus somebody's happiness or, you know, pure joy or love or like accomplishment, how different that looks on social of who's commenting or who's resharing that even like, why can't we get in the habit of resharing other people's excitement or joy or, you know, accomplishments? Like, I don't know. They're, they're just things that I think about a lot and go really hand in hand with this is, you know, how hard, how society has pit us against each other versus bringing us together. And I actually was sitting in a woman's circle where she said that she goes, you know, from a young age where we are conditioned to be against one another from a very young age, you know? And so I just think that that reminder when those things start to happen and then Kanisha, what were you going to say? I don't want you to lose your train of thought. No, I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about another part of the monologue that sort of stuck out to me. And it was, um, but always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. Like, so the system is like rigged against us. Like we were saying a little bit earlier, damned if you do, or you're damned if you don't. And, um, like, I feel like 
we we are always told that we're wrong, like no matter what it is, like we're wrong in our parenting. Someone's judging us about that. We're wrong because I went to Subway and got my kids dinner today because I was too lazy to cook. We're, we're wrong because, you know, I send my kids to a charter school instead of a private school. I'm wrong because I married a white man, you know, and we could go into the like down down that list too, right? Because the system being rigged, but like, why, when are we going to look at like the positive things that we have accomplished? And I feel like you were saying a little bit earlier, like if we post positive things on our social media, like sometimes it feels like we're like on my end, I feel like, I feel like I'm braggy. So I don't, so I don't do it as Mm. often. Right. But, um, like I do want to celebrate when I do big things or big things happen, but, Society tells us that we shouldn't talk about those happy things that are happening to us because we'll feel like we are bragging or we, other people just don't need to know. Keep it to yourself. Like, and it's super annoying. That reminds me of this scene in the Barbie movie where um, in Barbie world, they're like accepting awards and their acceptance speech is, I worked really hard and I deserve this. And it's so spot on and good. And then when their world kind of gets flips upside down, like they're, they're really like self-deprecating and like pretty much talking about how the system is rigged and like not really deserving. And I just, I love just the subtleness of that of like, I worked really hard and I deserve this because we don't feel the freedom to say that. Right. Okay. Now I want to go see it, Brooke. I okay. I do too. <laughs> I think, yeah. Cause it makes me think of that uh, Snoop Dogg thing where he says, I want to thank me. Uh-huh. I did the heart. And it's like, everybody was like, whoa. Then it's like, yes, I want to do that too. But I think too, even social media has been contradictory. Yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, post all the good stuff and like happiness. And we want to see all that. And then it's like, okay, well, you're not being real. And now I feel bad about my life because I'm struggling. It's like, okay, well now we post the sad stuff. And it's like, okay, well, we don't feel comfortable posting the happy stuff anymore. It's like, how do you win? Like, make it make sense. Yeah. It's so messed up when you actually think about it, how we can't even normalize that. Like, why can't we normalize that piece of it where it's just like we, you know, like even the saying like, oh yeah, your success, I got here. Like I did this for myself and yeah, you had people Mm -hmm. help along the way, but even, you know, and what can we teach our daughters? Like, what can we teach them about owning that piece and being proud of themselves? You know, I know they always say, like, ask your kids, like, not don't say I'm proud of you. Ask them, are you proud of yourself? Like, what, what really made you happy in this situation? Or what did you like about what you did? Or things like that, instead of it being them seeking that recognition from us as parents or that validation, you know, how different could that look? And I think it's even hard with girls, you know, like, I think if my mother and somebody had said, they're like, oh yeah, my 11 year old, there was, she's like, oh, she's going through that phase, that awkward phase. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, of like, you know, when they, they are thinning themselves out or they're gaining a little weight or they're, you know, they haven't hit puberty yet, or they start to like, how can we change that narrative for our daughters? So they don't feel like it's this horrible thing, but really an accomplishment of becoming a woman and moving it's into so that. Weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why are we commenting on 11 year olds? That Amen. part, <laughs> that part, like, why no. is that the comfort space that you can like now take somebody's body who's trying to figure out her life 
and like just make it even tougher. Like, who told you to do that? Ma'am, go have several seats. Please well, do. and it, it, I mean, calling it that awkward phase, I mean, words are so powerful. Like, they don't yeah. know that it's awkward. You know, have we just heightened and highlighted that? You know, why don't we yeah. normalize their body changing and hormones changing and all those things? Because guess what? My weight fluctuates with my cycle now. Like, I, oh my yeah. God. so I go through an awkward phase every month. Like, I, we just need to normalize that stuff and be very careful with our language. Yeah, it's really, this is like the weirdest shit ever. Like I told my husband, I said, I believe in reincarnation. I want to get all the lessons I'm supposed to get now so I can come back as a tree or as a flower. Like I want to do something easier next time, God, something easier. (laughs) Just get me through it. (laughs) Just get me through it. What lessons do I need to get? Okay, great. Let's do this. Speed. Yeah. I think that's why this, this monologue is so great too, is just like this reminder of even how far women have come, like that celebration and exhaustion, because how hard Mm -hmm. it is to get us to this point, right? Like here we are, but how tired women are constantly fighting it every single day, but why not do it together? Why can't, why is it that we're doing it separately and trying to fight this silent battle, but really figuring out a way to band together as women in society, they're all fighting the same thing. That kind of goes into like some of the reels that you sent Elizabeth and how people think certain things are supposed to look based on what some of the chosen few have posted. And then, so, you know, if you're not careful, it can leave you feeling like shit really quick, fast in a hurry because you're like, well, if she's doing it, and she's not getting overwhelmed, then why am I doing it? And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting overwhelmed and I'm feeling like giving up. And, you know, we talk about this every flipping episode, I think is about, you know, knowing yourself and getting clear about what it is you can and can't do. Um, knowing where you having a tribe that you can, you know, a made up family or whatever that you can lean on and to be able to glean strength and support mm-hmm. from but really knowing what you can do. Like I had to learn the hard way as I'm sure you ladies had to mm-hmm. too. Uh, just because Instagrammer or blogger A <laughs> has a spotless fucking house, three kids. Um, yeah. She, you know, some of them worked a full-time job. It's like, what the fuck? Like, how is she? And then they make like a six figure year in like one year. What she's not showing is she has a housekeeper. She has a nanny. Even if she's working, maybe her husband is in a non-traditional role of not working. So he's picking up a lot of the slack that she would normally pick. Like all of those only, nuances. Only that one room behind them is clean. <laughs> right? So like all of these nuances that you're experiencing, she's not showing what she's experiencing. And so I've had to learn how to take social media with a grain of salt and still stay yeah. in my lane. Right? Knowing that, okay, I get overwhelmed when things don't have clarity and order and I have to take bite-sized pieces or my brain get stuck. And, you know, although I don't have a full support team, I've had to learn how to use my family as a team. Like those are the pieces that nobody talks about. It's just like poof magic. It's like a, um, like Snow White, you know, and it's like, okay. And the birds come and like, mm-hmm. she's singing and it's like, no girl, that's not how it is. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think, but that's what, you know, we talk about vulnerability. This is an interesting thing. We talk about vulnerability online and then women are ashamed for crying. 
or being vulnerable or this or mm, that. Right? that. You know, that's another thing that comes with. Oh, she's faking. She's doing yeah. it for the views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elizabeth, do you remember one of the best takeovers we had? I will never forget it. It was, and I'm sure she'd be okay with me saying this because it was public to everyone on, on Detroit Mom. And it was Jillian. And she was having mm. a really, really, really hard day. Mm-hmm. And she was cry- she cried and let it all out on the Instagram live and just like let people into her. Like, and they felt, yeah. and I think that was hit like just like went to so many moms that day and and hit so many spaces I will never forget that because I was like you're just showing that it's okay to feel yeah it's okay to feel it's okay to cry it's okay to show emotion uh it was so powerful I will never forget that one she she actually does an incredible Mm -hmm. job with all of that stuff like the vulnerability and really Mm -hmm. showcasing and sharing that and and being open and honest with her struggles or parenting or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I think she does an incredible job. Also, Jillian, if you're listening, shout out to you for keeping it real because that's Mm -hmm. not easy to do. Like it's really not easy Mm -hmm. to do. And I don't think we're, we praise other women enough for doing it. Instead, we find a reason why they're doing it. Like we're always trying to be like, oh, it's because she wants more page views. It's because this when I see a woman crying, I'm just like, oh my God, that takes a lot of courage. First, your makeup's probably all messed up. Your mascara's most likely running. Like, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of things that go into that, but it takes a lot of courage to do that, to really be on there in a space that, you know, people are going to come back at you and to be able to do that, I think is really powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, and I wish we did it more. And that's, that's kind of the thing she says in there too. Like, you can be vulnerable, but not too vulnerable. You can share, but not too much. You yeah. can do this, mm-hmm. but not too much. And it's just this continuous cycle of like, what, what is ever going to be good enough or just like to make society happy? And this is where I think it all comes back to. We have to find a way as women to not give a shit what anybody else thinks. And really, you know, I was, I was watching this thing that said what the dying, um, who, you know, who did it? My fave Viola Davis shout out. I love her. I love her. If you have not listened to her book (laughs) yet, I I will put it in the show notes. You have to listen on audible. It is the most amazing book, but Mm -hmm. she, I was just, I saved a thing that she put up and she said, you know what the dying regret the most is not actually living as their true selves. That, that self that they know that's inside that one that, you know, like we're, we're filtered. All of us are so filtered on a daily basis of who we show up as in I think this person that we know we are is always just desperately screaming to come out, but because of people that we surround ourselves with, and and I get it, right? Yes, you have to have a good tribe or group of women that, but even sometimes your group of women aren't your biggest supporters. No, especially if you're going really left field and you want to do something that's deemed as crazy. Yeah. Like, girl, yeah. why would you quit your job? Like, what exactly. you gonna do? Like, that's mm-hmm. so stupid, right? Versus saying, that sounds great. So let's create a plan for you to mm-hmm. do it, you know, or great, you know, let's, let's throw a party, let's celebrate and you, you know, you throwing it. It's always a girl, you crazy, but never a girl. Let's examine why, or let's, how can I support you? Or what do you need? It's just like crazy hard stuff. Yeah. yeah, It's always, I can never do that. I can never do that. Okay, cool. Don't ever do it then. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you about moving to Alaska. How much of that I heard? A lot. How much shit did you get for that, Elizabeth? Oh my gosh. I've heard so much. I have a lot of people that really supported me though. I will say a lot of women were like, that's so cool. Like, I wish I could do that. Like I've always wanted to do that. And I think that what my parents' death gave me was that ability to fully live. And as much as I don't care what people think, I do care what people think. This for some reason, no. But like I think when I really care what people think is my judge or my character or like who I am or different things like this. Like, do you know what I mean? That's what I think I care the most. But the decisions I make with my children, I don't. Like people, everyone's first question. Are you homeschooling? Hell to the nobody. Nope. I am not homeschooling my children. I'm not. I'm not doing it. And what we're doing though is we're educate. They've learned so much about nature and glaciers and mountains and Ooh. hiking and animals. And you know, we still work on like when we're out, we'll be like, what letter is that or what number? Or today Nolan read for 30 minutes. Like we're still doing those things, but I'm not following something traditional and I'm okay with that. I have no shame in saying that I'm not doing that. And then there are still times I feel like I have to justify it, but I've gotten a lot better at it, but it's, it's just like an interesting thing that when you really stop to think about it, how much we live for other people. And we really, at some point stop living for ourselves and right. The, the monologue from America for really, that really shows Mm -hmm. it, right? Like we're always trying to keep up with what society says acceptable instead of being wild and free and creating it for ourselves. Instead of being like, I am no longer available for this. Right. Like it's crazy. I it's so crazy. You know, that starts like in childhood though. Like go what are the other kids doing? Go do what the other kids are doing. Mm-hmm. Milestones. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, is your is your daughter walking? Oh, okay. Well, mine isn't yet. Like, when does she start walking? Like part of it is great because it gives you a marker, right? Where it gets dangerous is that the human brain, at least I know how my human brain works that now becomes like, okay, so maybe I need to do like this. And maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if I get this to this point, then like, but who said their stuff was the best, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had to, my daughter who is on the spectrum, I had to learn how to celebrate her where she was. No, she's not in college. No, she's not going Mm -hmm. like, that was hard. Like when she graduated high school, no, we chose not to go the diploma route. We chose to go the, um, certificate of completion. Well, why would you Mm -hmm. do that? And it's like, Oh my God. So like for the longest time, like I really didn't post that much. Right. For the longest time, I didn't post anything about her education or graduation because the first thing Mm -hmm. they go, what college is she going to? And so I had to learn how to be okay. She's not going to a college. She's going to a post-school work program to help her get job skills, Mm -hmm. interviews, stuff like that. You know, and it's like, oh my God, the power in that and saying Mm -hmm. that she's going to get actual physical job skills. And that way she'll have, you know, skills to get a job versus just going to school because that's what works best for her. Right. And being okay with that. It's crazy, man. It's so crazy. (laughs) That's so interesting. Something you said that stuck out to me too, is like, we tell our kids sometimes go do what the other kids are doing. I feel like I tell my kid not to do what the other kids are doing because he got in trouble too much, like in (laughs) suspension. That's what I'm always not like. Now I'm always like, do not do what the other children are doing because those kids are going to get you in trouble. <laughs> what were you going to say, Brooke? 
I think another beautiful part of that movie is in it, like America Ferrera's character kind of hides, you know, she almost like filters herself. Right. And she's got this really cool, like artistic quirky side that her daughter really encourages her to like bring out. And I just wonder how, like how many of us are hiding these beautiful things, like these gifts that we have, these talents from the world because we're afraid of judgment. Of being too quirky or weird. I was always the weird kid. Like I found certain things funny that like nobody else found funny. Um, (laughs) I like to just do weird stuff. Like, and weird meaning I wasn't doing the shit that other kids were necessarily doing or finding interesting. And that's mm-hmm. interesting that even as now I'm saying weird stuff, but it really wasn't weird. It's just that I like doing different shit. And so now I'm helping my kids celebrate that. Cause my son will ask me, well, mom, is it weird that I don't want to go to this birthday party? Or is it weird that I don't want to do X? I'm like, yeah. what do you want to do? He says, I don't want to do it. Okay. Then it's not weird. Then it's just something you don't want to do. It's not weird. Yeah. I said, plus everybody, like now I'm grown up everybody's fucking weird. Like they're, we're all weird shit. Just, just roll with it, dude. <laughs> Man, that's, yeah, I, I know I feel that just having an 11 year old. Right. And she's like, I want these shoes. Cause everybody has them or that's not cool. Or a girl in her school said, Oh my God, nobody wears Abercrombie anymore. And I remember she was so excited to get it. And then she didn't wear it. I spent all this money on these two sweatshirts that she wanted. And you know, that's like paying an arm and a leg and she didn't wear them. And when she told me, I was just like, where do kids learn that? Like, I hope my daughter never feels appropriate to say like that. It's okay to say to another child, like, that's not cool. You don't look cool. Your shoes are outdated, mm-hmm. you know, like stuff like that. Like, where do they learn yeah. that yeah. verbiage? And I think it really starts with us at home is teaching our daughters this and how to be themselves Mm -hmm. and stand up for themselves. And, you know, I think that's going to be one of my hardest things with my daughter is she's so outspoken and she's like, you do me wrong. I'm not sitting back. I'm like, "Uh, okay. And how do I diminish that piece of her and be like, well, this is what's socially acceptable. This is what you should be doing. And her teacher, we've talked about it. I remember when her teacher said to me, she goes, you got a little activist there. She just, if somebody says anything about, you know, somebody that's, you know, being, uh, oh my gosh, how did she say this? It was just so good. She was just like, she stands up for when is her birthday. She's, uh, she just turned 11 July 6th. Okay. Yeah. So she's a cancer. A Leo? She's a cancer. No, my oh, other daughter's cancer? a Leo. Yeah. She's just really mm-hmm. such an activist. Mm-hmm. And every time something happens at school, I, I'm like, Harper, why did you say that? She goes, if somebody's going to talk to me like that, I'm just not going to sit there and take it. Yeah. I'm just like, but honey, there's a time and a place. And then really, am I doing it justice or I'm trying to make it more comfortable for me or for her? Right. So she doesn't right. get in trouble because it's not mm-hmm. acceptable to speak up for yourself or speak out because right. no one's listening. What led, mm-hmm. and I always think about that. What led you to do that, to react? Like, do you ever think about that stuff? Like what leads us to actually react when we're disciplining our kids? Why did that, why did our child get so to that I point? I think about that. And, you know, as you were talking about your daughter, I think about my son. I try to impart similar things onto him, um, how to kind of be a hype person for girls, right? Like if you see a girl that is like somebody is, because I am such, I guess you could say a hippie mom in this respect. We talk about all things. Um, 
And so he was like, well, you know, what does it mean when somebody calls a girl this? I said, first of all, you know, that's her choice, her body, her business. So you can't call, you know, so we, I have these conversations with him so that he's an advocate to this, which is why I asked about her age. Cause he will like, it was a special needs kid in his camp that was being bullied. And I'm like, oh my God, my baby. Um, it makes you scared sometimes when your kid is this advocate, that's this voice that doesn't want other people to be, you know, mistreated oh, yeah. or yeah, it's kind of scary, but it's kind of like, yes. Mm-hmm. in the same breath. And so I teach him these things so that as a boy, as a male, he can hype women up too, right? You know, that everybody needs a hype person. And they do. sometimes it's, yeah. So, you know, when you said that, that made me kind of think of also, what are we teaching our boys? Mm. Um, what type of behavior are we teaching our boys? It's okay for women to go through. Yeah. Because it's a collective. It's not just what are uh-huh. we teaching our girls? It's what are we teaching our boys? What are we teaching our kids in general about this? But I know we're talking about girls. So as a boy yeah. mom, I'll pull back for a little bit. I can, <laughs> I can I can speak on another episode on boy mom stuff too, because it's really quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We should do one on that. We should do boy mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. But I yeah, like in, that idea. in regards of being a girl mm-hmm. and also being a girl mom, you know, with my daughter being on the spectrum young girls on the spectrum. Oh, and this is the scariest part of like when she was growing up and why we don't mind her taking things slower, have this insatiable need to please. And so many of those girls get into situations that they're just trying, like, you know, one of the situations I, I kind of practice with her is you go to a party and somebody hands you a cup. You do not drink out of said cup. You don't drink Mm. out of it. You don't put the cup down. Like, but that's like a conversation that I have to keep having with her because because of her insatiable need to please, what she would do mm-hmm. is if they pressured her enough, she would drink it. Mm. So, you know, having these same conversations and being aware of where your daughter is social, emotionally, or yeah, I think that's the word. Yeah. And how she best can learn and things and stuff like that as you talk about worth and really helping her to write out affirmations or whatever to see how fabulous she is. Like that's, need it now because there's going to be so many factions saying you shouldn't wear that that's weird don't do this don't do that and it's like what the fuck can i do then right i can't you know i can't smile too much but i'm not smiling enough i can't say i like you said i want to make a hundred thousand a year but then i can't share when i do make a hundred thousand a year because now i'm bragging like what the fuck like (laughs) what (laughs) I was just really excited because I finally hit that. <laughs> it's a big deal and that should be celebrated. It is a big deal. I'm celebrating. Yes. <laughs> and we should be able to talk about money without being worried what other people think about us or that they're going to ask us for more. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't like, know why it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Like just to have that conversation, I think there's a lot that can be said about being able to share that stuff with each other and also not be judged for it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so, I don't even have a word for it. Like I forget what America called it in the monologue, but it's just like this, do it, don't do it. You know, I kind of think back to when I was a kid where 
I knew I wasn't ever going to get it right. So I just did whatever the fuck I wanted to do as a kid. I don't know what happened in adulthood, but I would do it because I, I knew I was going to get called to the carpet. So since I was going to get called to the carpet, I might as well do what I want to do and let it fly. But something mm-hmm. happened in between being a mom, like getting married and being a mom. Like now, as I am a woman of a certain age, I'm going back to the fucking stage where, you know what? I'm going to get called to the carpet either way. So I might as well get called to the carpet for some shit I'm excited about than get called to the carpet for something I would rather not get out of bed for in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So what can we do to change that? Like what, you know, not even change it, but make a little bit of stride or even within our communities, right? We can't change everything, but we can change how no. we're showing up, how we're supporting one another, how, what we're doing within our communities, what we're doing for other people. Like we can only, as my husband says, keep our side of the tracks clean. So if we're doing like that, that, how can we support other women in that? You know, like maybe today you get off and you go celebrate another person's win and Instagram or doing something like that, or complimenting on her on something that you wouldn't normally. Go ahead, Brooke. I think that's the easy solution. I think the hard solution is showing up as your authentic self. Because when you do that, when you truly do that, you give others the permission to do the same thing. Mm. Have you guys heard Snoop Dogg's um, affirmation from Doggyland? Yes. Yeah, I do that one. Oh, Uh, I do that one like as many mornings as I can. And like, you know, there's no one better to be than myself. Like that is the dopest affirmation. Like, oh my God, (laughs) Mm -hmm. he made it for us grownups, not really for the kids. I think the kids sometimes got it, but that was like the perfect, like I heard that I'm like, this is for kids. I don't care. Like it's on my, my morning, like affirmation playlist. Like that, that mug gets bumped. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. That's the hard one. All right. So a challenge, a challenge to all of us and to our audience is when you're showing up as yourself to tag us over at Detroit mom. So we can see that. And also for us to do the same for you. And yeah, I think it is important, right? We have to lead by example. And Sometimes it's really hard. And even if you're going to, if you fear judgment, whatever the case may be to still be able to show up in that space, because there are people watching, like you just said, Brooke, like we give people courage to show up as themselves or to be themselves, whether it's online, whether it's in person, you know, I, I think we talked about this. I know Charmaine was there, but we held a circle for Detroit mom writers and it was pretty amazing to hear all these women get really, really vulnerable and be themselves. It, it reminded me of why I started this, why I wanted to bring women together, why I want to be in community with other women, because when you hear one woman go first and you, you hear her share her truth, it gives you the courage to share yours. And then it gives the next person her courage to share hers and hers and to, to be able to show up in that really vulnerable state with people that you don't know. And yeah, maybe you'll lose some friends, maybe you'll lose some followers, but I do think that the more that I think about it, especially being in the space I currently am in my life or or here in this beautiful place is I don't want to be anybody else other than myself. And I think a lot of women just don't even know who she is because they've shown up as somebody else for so long that I don't even know 
And then if your identity it, gets yeah. lost in mom, it gets lost in wife, it gets lost in best friend, it gets lost in daughter, mm-hmm. gets lost easy. And I think we have the ability to change that. And so I think here's the challenge, right? And maybe this is something we can even, we can brainstorm and put on our social as well. Oh, what? Charmaine, what? Oh, 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 oh. So like maybe a seven day, like authenticity challenge or like something like corny, but exciting like that. Where fun though. Yeah. Like, like Mm -hmm. those, but like seven days, do something that like spend money on yourself in a way that maybe you wouldn't do something today that you normally wouldn't like, I I don't know how that would go, but that would just, I would be so geeked for that. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's something we can, that's something we can brainstorm for all of you. Cause like we, the goal really here is for us every single week to add value to your life. What can we do to add value to you to live this best version of you, to feel accepted in at least our community or in the communities that you're out and about and how to be that version of you because yeah. you've witnessed it either from us or from other women, but what value can we really add to your life? What resources can we give you to help you show up in that capacity? Because I don't want to get to the end of my life and regret not being me or doing the things that I wanted to do or live the life that I wanted to live because other people thought that's what was normal or acceptable or what I should be doing. And so I think that is what we can do for you. And so we're going to brainstorm that, what, what we can do to really help you get out of that and also have a little dangling carrot for you with maybe a prize, like a really good one. Uh, So you, you know, you have something to work for and then hopefully it's not something that you work for. It's really something that you live and can get out there and do and and yeah, really embody it because I think there's a lot of beauty in that. And so thank you guys so much. You know, I I know there's probably, yeah, there's, and there's so much more we could say on this topic, but we really wanted to start the dialogue with you. And maybe this is something we can also continue over on social when we release this episode is really having this conversation about, you know what you thought about the Barbie movie. Cause I think everybody's takeaway from that movie is going to be so different. So what does that look like and how can we support you and being the best version of yourselves? Because all of us on here have done some work in some capacity on ourselves, we range in ages and different life experiences and stuff. So we are here to support you again. Do not forget to jump into our DMS. We want to hear from you. I, I love the messages I get from people. It really it really makes a difference. So make sure you are jumping in. We are here to support you. And I just don't want you to forget that. So thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.